We meet in the presence of God, who knows our, our needs, hears our cries, feels our pains, and heals our wounds. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Alleluia. Welcome, my name is Sarah Mullally, and I have a privilege of being the Bishop of London. You join me in my home with my family on this fifth Sunday of Easter. Just round the corner from here is St Paul's Cathedral, where there is a monument to Florence Nightingale, who is remembered for her mercy. Today we remember the 200th anniversary of the birth of Florence Nightingale, and in doing so we celebrate nurses and healthcare workers today and all that they are doing at this time. worship God together, let us call to mind the time when we have ignored his call to us and confess our sins in penitence and faith. Lord our God, in our sins we have avoided your call. Your love for you is like a morning cloud. Like the dew it goes away early. Have mercy on us, deliver us from judgment, bind up our wounds, 
and revive us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you, free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his Spirit, and rise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. People often ask me what it's like to have had two careers, one as a nurse and one as a priest. I will often respond saying that I have had one vocation to follow Jesus Christ and to make his love and compassion known. I have sought to live my life in the service of others like so many of others do. So I invite you to join with me in recommitting ourselves to the service of others in the prayer used at the annual Florence Nightingale service at Westminster Abbey. O God, the Father of light, from you comes every good and perfect gift. We give you thanks for Florence Nightingale and for her vision, courage and compassion. Kindle our hearts, we pray, by the fire of your Holy Spirit, so that we may shine for you in the darkness of human suffering and sorrow, through him who is the light of the world, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, verse 55 to the end. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven, and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears and with a loud shout all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm Rachel and I've been a nurse for 33 years. I'm currently a specialist palliative care nurse working in the community. I love my job, the teamwork with my colleagues and collaborating with patients and families in their own home, supporting them with their priorities and choices to enable them to live as well as they can before they die. Developing trust and building relationships are key in my job. At times, I obviously have to have sensitive and difficult conversations with patients and their families. It can be challenging to do this at the moment with the social distancing guidelines, the physical barriers of wearing PPE and being asked to work more on the phone to protect patients as well as ourselves. The prayers of faithful friends and my church community have been vital in recent weeks, giving me peace and strength in challenging times. I'm starting each day listening to a prayer app on my phone. And the day before lockdown began, God's words from the beginning of Isaiah chapter 43 reminded me that God called me to be a nurse. He knows what I face and he is there with me. Do not fear, 
I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Alleluia. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 14. Glory to you, O Lord. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, Show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. But the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am the Father and the Father is in me. But if I do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 
If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It would be a very unusual person who has not felt fear over the last few months. Before the pandemic, we had, as a society, begun to think that we were in control. What is happening around us tells us that we are not, and maybe we never have been. The reality of not being in control means that at times we cannot avoid being overwhelmed. Of course, we are all very different people. Some of us will worry more than others. Some of us will experience anxiety more than others. That is the variety of life. Here in our Gospel reading, Jesus tells us not to be troubled and to trust in him. Now, he's not telling us do not be concerned, but rather he is encouraging us to hope. Hope is not about optimism. It is about a conviction concerning the future which leaps into our present in such a way that we feel secure in the here and now. It makes us ready for God's future, sure that he will save us, that death does not have the last word and that the best is yet to come. Hope is stored up for us in heaven and breaks into our present like shafts of sunlight. We have seen that hope break through during this storm. We have seen it in the nurse who, despite their fears, goes back to work day after day to care for the sick. It looks like the doctor who has stepped out of their field to support their colleagues under stress. But it is also seen in the shopkeeper who puts together bags of hand gels and antiseptic wipes and distributes them free to the vulnerable in their community. It looks like those of us who have taken action to stay at home and physically distance ourselves. It is the person who has put a note through their neighbour's door asking if they need help. This year is the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife. It would have been filled with events to celebrate their contribution to health and society. Instead, COVID-19 means that this year is filled with acts of compassion done by nurses and midwives, for which we are enormously grateful. This year was chosen because it marks the 200th anniversary of the Florence Nightingale's birth. I do not know what image comes to your mind when you think of Florence Nightingale. I suspect it is the image of her holding a lamp. But Florence was much more than that. Florence was shaped by two things, her faith and the Crimean War. Born in Florence, she was baptised into the Church of England and she made no secret of an explicit calling from God, a call to service. God for Florence, in the words of our psalm, was her refuge and fortress to save. She believed that God wanted to change the world. The Church of England then, as it does now, has a liturgy for the deliverance from plague, pestilence and famine. Florence believed that we should not only pray for deliverance, but we should work to bring deliverance. She wrote, it did strike me as odd 
that sometimes we should pray to be delivered from plague, pestilence and famine when all the sewers ran into the Thames. I thought that cholera came that we might remove the causes and not pray that God would remove the cholera. She believed that a life of prayer was there to support our work in the world. And Jesus suggests in our reading that once he had departed, those of us who follow him will do greater works than he had done. As Christians, we carry on his work. My Christian faith was my motivation to become a nurse, like so many others then and today. Training at the Nightingale School of Nursing, I saw my actions as demonstrating those of a loving God. Florence's faith, her call to service, was to save lives, and her opportunity to save lives came in the Crimean War. She was like nurses in all wars, from World War II, which we mark today with VE Day, through to our efforts against COVID-19. Nurses who take on new roles and sacrifice their own freedom for others. In the Crimea, most of the soldiers died from disease, not bullets. Florence herself nearly died when she came down with some form of typhus, as so many nurses did. Her experience of poor infection control led Florence to develop and use statistics for epidemiology. Her methodical advice was and remains superb and was used for infection control, hospital design and a public health system. She was confident that scientific research could lead to social betterment. Could we have imagined celebrating the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife in a year when nurses and other healthcare professionals have had to put themselves again in the front line in a battle against another infection? They've had to take on new roles. They've had to step up to think of others before themselves, just as Stephen in our reading this morning did in the face of death. Florence Nightingale knew about the long-term cost of her experiences and that the hardest of challenges could only be overcome with the support of others. If we are going to really celebrate nurses and midwives this year, we need to support them through the, the cost that they have paid and con to continue to support them when all this is over. And we, who are in the midst of this storm, should hear the words of Jesus. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. Amen.
Let us declare our faith in God. We believe in God, Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is made. We believe in God the Son, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with his love. We believe in God the Holy Spirit, who strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And I have been a nurse for over 30 years, and I currently work at King's College Hospital, London. There are so many aspects that I love about nursing. And if you were to ask me which was my favourite, I could not narrow it down to a particular one thing. But I would say that it's an honour and a privilege to be able to care for patients and to do the work that I do. And I also work with some amazing staff. The biggest challenge has been seeing the pain and suffering during this pandemic. I've seen suffering from both patients, their loved ones and staff. And on some occasions, the staff have also had to cope with the loss of their own loved ones or people they know. I experienced God's presence by starting the day with thanksgiving to God, but also I pray for patients and staff all across the world. I see every day as a blessing, and my faith as a Christian has enabled me to cope with this unprecedented time in our lifetime. On a personal note, I lost my beloved uncle to coronavirus three weeks ago. So I've seen both sides of the impact of coronavirus on people and families and staff. My faith in God and I feel his presence every day allows me to cope with my own personal grief, but also the grief of my family. And I'm there to help and support them. And it's God's presence also has helped me to be able to cope and support other people, especially patients and their loved ones with their own personal grief. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you are the way. Give confidence, skill and energy to all nurses doctors, medical professionals, and all who care for the people who have been infected by COVID-19. As we remember Florence Nightingale, inspire us as we think of new ways to care for the sick and influence the course of the pandemic. Help us all to care for one another too, when we find ourselves in trying and unhappy situations. Give us compassion encourage each day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the truth. Be with our church communities, helping them by the Spirit to proclaim the good news of your risen life in their work and ministry. Be with us as we live our lives in this changed world and help us to know that you are the same yesterday, today and forever. Guide and inspire the people who lead our nation, those who develop plans and policies, 
and all who have special responsibilities during the pandemic. Help them in their thinking and give them strength and insight. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, you are the life. Dwell with us as we remain separated from people we love and care for. Give calm to those who are anxious and fearful. Comfort and heal the sick in body and mind. Give peace to the dying, to those who care for them, and to all who grieve. Help them to understand that you went to prepare a place for each of us with the Father. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Let us pause for a moment and offer up our own personal prayers for those people and situations now on our minds and hearts. We commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, have overcome death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life. Grant that as by your grace, going before us, you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help, we may bring them to good effect. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, who is alive and raised with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Rejoicing in God's new creation, let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, 
forever and ever. Amen. the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour one another. Love and serve the Lord. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.